So, hello everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of Creeping It Real with me, Morgan. Um, so yes, if you haven't guessed, I'm Morgan. Um, I'm very fascinated by all things spooky. I love Halloween, I love ghost stories, I love anything that is weird and quirky and scary. So, that's why I've decided to start this podcast. <laughs> Um, in each episode, um, I'm going to share some spooky stories, creepy stories that I found either online or have been sent to me by some of you lovely people. Um, so I'm, but don't get me wrong, I'm going to keep things lighthearted because I also want to be able to go to sleep in the nights with the lights still off. So it's very much going to be, I'm going to try and make it fun and a bit, you know, a bit lighter than what it might seem on the surface. Um, yeah, so I've always loved paranormal stories and I'm still very much sceptical about it as well. So I'm not saying that I 100% believe in ghosts, um, but I have had weird experiences myself and I, yeah, I just, I think I'm a see it to believe it kind of person. So I think unless a ghost appeared in front of me and was like, hi, I'm here. Um, I don't know if I do fully believe, but I have had weird experiences, like I say, and I absolutely fascinated by people's experiences with all things scary and spooky. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to let you know that um, not all the stories I'm going to share are going to be true or real. Um, they might just be creepy tales that will shen, 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 send shivers down your spine. Um, and yeah, because I also kind of love the little spooky horror stories, which you can quite clearly tell sometimes when they're not real, when they're written in like American font. <laughs> so we will see how that goes. Um, but enough about that. Let's just jump into the first story and get started on some spooks. So the first story I have decided to share with you is one that I found on a website called Haunted Rooms. Uh, this story is only, it's only a short one, but I just thought it would be perfect to get us in the spooky mood and start off the first podcast. So, the story starts. When my sister Betsy and I were kids, our family lived for a while in an old farming... Um, an old charming farmhouse. Uh, we loved exploring its dusty corners and climbing the apple tree in the backyard, but our favourite thing was the ghost. We called her mother because she seemed so kind and nurturing. Some mornings, Betsy and I would wake up on, and on, on each of our nightstands, we'd find a cup that hadn't been there the night before. Mother had left them there, worried that we might get thirsty during the night. We think she just wanted to take care of us. Among the home's original furnishings was an antique wooden chair, which we kept against the back wall of the living room. When we were preoccupied watching TV or playing a game, Mother would inch that chair forward across the room towards us. Sometimes she'd manage to move it all the way into the centre of the room. We always felt sad putting it back against the wall. Mother just wanted to be near us. But years later, long after we'd moved out, um, I found an old newspaper article about the farmhouse's original occupant. A widow. She'd murdered her two children by giving them each a cup of poisoned milk before bed. Then she hung herself. The article included a photo of the farmhouse's living room with a woman's body hanging from a beam. Beneath her, knocked over was that old wooden chair placed exactly in the centre of the room. Now, when I first read this, I was like, um, okay, weird. Um, coincidence that it's an old farmhouse and it's quite scary. No one wants to move into an old farmhouse. Um, but, would you keep the chair? 
would you keep a creepy old chair that's in the house when you moved in? I suppose it, it kind of depends what kind of person you are. Because, like I said, as much as I would love to believe in ghosts, if I knew something was haunted, I would not want it in my house. Um, although they didn't know it's haunted, I suppose. And the poison milk. What do you do to poison milk? Like, not asking for a friend or anything, but I'm just saying, what would you do to poison milk? Um, even if it isn't true, it is a very creepy story, and I think it's the perfect story to start us off on this scary, spooky journey. Sorry, I'm just turning the page. I'm not a very good podcaster. I'm not claiming to be professional in any shape or form. Um, we're just going with the flow, okay, guys? So stick with me, and I, I'm, I promise you I will get better as the weeks go on. Um, this one I'm really excited, actually, about, because this was one of the first stories that got sent to me um, on the day I, I put out a, uh, a post to receive stories from everybody. And this one has been sent to me by a lovely lady called Nicola Roberts. Uh, Nicola writes, I have three daughters called Edie, Connie and Lucy. Lucy was born with cranio or cranio? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I'm so sorry. And it caused her to have a stroke when she was one. The stroke left her with cerebral palsy and development delays. Edie is now 14, Connie is 13 and Lucy is 10. But this all happened when Lucy was four. I was driving Edie and Connie to a birthday party. Edie and Connie were in the back and Lucy was in the front. Edie and Connie were talking about their brother Christopher, who is my husband's son from his first marriage. Lucy said, I miss my brother. And I replied with, don't worry, you'll see him soon. And Lucy replied, no, not Christopher, my brother, not Christopher, my brother Jack. There is no one in our family called Jack. I asked who Jack was and Lucy replied, my brother who died when I was, when he was one, when I was Arabella. It was the most chilling experience I've ever had and immediately believed her because she has had development delays. She didn't have the imagination to lie or make things up. In the weeks and months that followed, she told me more and more about Jack. She said she used to wake up in the morning and give Jack her blanket because there was ice inside the windows. In brackets, she says, I've spoken to elderly people since who have confirmed that many houses had ice inside the windows. She went into great detail about the old-fashioned clothes Jack used to wear, and when she was talking about Jack, she used to use old-fashioned language like stoke in the fireplace. We never used the word fireplace. She went on to say that on Jack's first birthday, she gave him her mother's wedding ring to play with, and he choked on it and died. Her mum blamed her, and she only saw her dad at weekends when he used to arrive with a face that was all black. Lucy's exact words, I can only presume it was coal. Because her mum blamed her for Jack's death, she was sent to live with her grandmother, who was so kind and loving. Now get ready for this bit, Morgan. I'll tell you exactly how Lucy said it. Because my grandmother was so kind to me, I chose her to be my mother in this life. My grandmother was you, mummy. Lucy also spoke about being at her daughter's wedding, and one day, I just went to sleep, and I was in heaven. She said heaven was just like here and they allow you to make the decision to either stay there or come back. I mean, wow, this story really, really gripped me when I read it. I, just so fascinating. Um, I've heard a few stories similar to this and they always creep me out. Um, does this prove that reincarnation is real? I'd like to think that we do come back. I'd like to think that this is proof. Um, I think if you could choose what you come back as, I think I'd probably come back as a penguin. Um, although I probably complain about the cold constantly. Um, but yeah, sorry, back to the story. Um, I think I definitely believe Lucy. Like, how would she know these things? It's really spooky, isn't it? Like, 
I don't know. I just think kids are more open to spiritual things. So I, I, I really do think that they can see ghosts and things too. Like, I think, well, like there's been stories, um, my parents have told me that when I was younger, um, I used to see ghosts in the garden of our old house. Now our old house was a new build and it was built on the old school grounds. So could I have seen ghosts? I used to say that I could say that, see the kids playing Ring a Ring of Roses in the garden. I have no recollection of this, but I've been told that this is true. Um, but uh, this story about Lucy is really creepy, isn't it? Like, it's so, I'm just, I would love to know if she said anything more since that incident as well. Like, has she, has she, does she mention him now? Or is it kind of like, does it go after a, a, when you get past a certain age? Um, there's been loads of cases where a child has mentioned their past life and it's all turned out to be true. I've, I've read one where there was a story a few years back of a boy who told his family about so many details they were even able to track and prove him, like prove it, it was right. They tracked so much stuff about where the house was, about, I think, I I'm, I vaguely remember, don't quote me on this, I vaguely remember them even finding the body of the boy. I think he even knew where he was buried. Um, which is just, that's just incredible, isn't it? Like, I can't believe stuff like that can even happen. Um, but yeah, so fascinating. But thank you so much, Nicola, for sending that awesome story in. I would love to know more. So please do get in touch if there is any more to the story or if if it's just to rest my brain on as to whether it does change after a few years. Um, but yeah, okay. So we'll move on to another story. I feel like I am going very fast with these stories right now, but um, I do have four that I want to share. So I want to get as many in as little time as possible so that I'm not wasting too much of your time. Um, so for the next story, um, again, this is offline. I can't, I have not made note of this story. Now this one is quite a long one. It's taken up two and a half pages of my, of my little written script. <laughs> um, so bear with me cause I am reading it. I've read parts of it, like the majority of it, but I've, I wanted to read it at the same time as you guys so that I can have a a reaction to it as well. So the story starts. It was the beginning of fall in 1998 and I was driving on my way to my dad's for the weekend. My parents are divorced or were divorced. Um, I made the trip whenever I could to make sure he was okay. It was also very therapeutic for me as I worked a very he hectic and stressful job. Guys, you're going to have to bear with me with the reading off script because I, I'm just terrible. So please bear with <laughs> Um, so the drive was a very nice precursor to a peaceful weekend in the country, along with keeping in touch. This trip ended up quite differently and had profound effect on me. I should mention that two years after my parents' divorce, my mother died in a house fire, which was apparently caused by her smoking in bed. It had been a difficult time, seeing as my family had been split, up, uh, split apart due to the nasty aspects of the divorce. Mother had claimed that dad had cheated, which turned out to be untrue. Anyway, there was a light fog as I approached the three-quarter mark on the country road. It was such a pretty sight with the trees on either side, and soon I fell into a kind of trance. I didn't realise that an hour went by until I snapped out my days and wondered why I hadn't made it to dad's yet. I started to panic when another hour went by. I didn't have GPS back then, and I started to look out for landmarks. I felt a chill come over me, and me when I started seeing the same old red barn and same mailboxes, repeating over and over. My, man's, my mind scrabbled to try and figure out what was going on. 
Then my skin began to crawl when the feeling of a presence diverted my attention. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a figure in the back seat. Every time I looked directly at the figure through the rear view mirror, it disappeared. Thinking that I was going insane, I pulled over and tried to get my wits about me. I got out of the car and looked around and everything seemed fine. When I got back into the car and I checked my lipstick in the mirror, I saw the figure staring straight at me. The most shocking thing was, the figure was my mother. Oh my god. (laughs) I twisted around in my seat but saw no one there. I felt a sudden need to get to my dad's house, so I started the engine and took off. Luckily, there were no other cars on the road, so I drove slowly. I did my best to take note of everything on and around the road, even though the fog was making it more and more difficult. When I saw the familiar mailboxes again, I felt like I would lose it, not knowing what to do. I heard a voice, thinking it was my own thoughts, telling me to turn around and go home. I I wondered if doing so would help me to reverse or stop whatever was preventing me from getting to my dad's house. I stopped and turned around, then continued driving in the opposite direction. It didn't take long for things to get back to normal. Within half an hour, I then realised that I was indeed on my way home. The idea of being stuck in a loop hadn't registered in my confused mind. I decided to try my luck, so I turned the car around again and started making my way to my dad. Wouldn't you know it? Within half an hour, the same loop in madness started up, including the endless fog. I began to lose my temper and... The creepy feeling of my mother's ghostly presence took over as she materialised in the back seat. Wondering if I was hallucinating, I yelled into the rear of a mirror, Stop it! Can I visit my father, okay? I love him just as much as I loved you, Mum. I was shocked when I saw the smirk on her pale face slowly dissipate. Now her smile was loving and genuine. When she vanished, the road opened up and I was able to get to my dad's home. As I stumbled to his door, weeping and feeling like I'd just escaped an episode of the Twilight Zone, Dad came out and caught me in his arms. When we went inside, I told him what had happened, and he tried and he tried to explain it away as being due to the stress of my job. I wondered if he was right, but it all felt so real to me, and I just couldn't shake it off. The weekend was lovely as usual, nothing else happened, even on my way back home. When I got there, I took a photo out of my mum, which I'd kept in a drawer. I put it up on my desk next to my favourite photo of Dad before that day. Looking at her photo was painful. Since that event, I have a newfound understanding of her own pain. End of story. Okay, well, this one really creeped me out because this is actually one of my biggest fears. So I absolutely hate the idea when I'm going to work early in the morning or late at night even when I'm going up in the car. And you know when you get in the car and you have a feeling that you're there's someone in the back seat and you just think, don't look in the in the mirror, don't look in the rear view mirror, you're going to see someone. Um, and this is exactly what happened to this this lady in this video in this video. That's just so two thousands of me, isn't it? In this story, so um, I've actually had a, a miniature experience very similar to this um, quite recently, actually. Um, I was driving for work. I was driving down in Pembrokeshire and there's a little like lane that goes from um, Haverford West to Cardigan. I can't remember what the lane is called, but I was driving down the lane in the in work and I thought I seen a woman um, picking fruit from a tree. She was in like a summery dress and just like a normal hat. Like she didn't look old. It wasn't like a Victorian lady or anything. It was just a normal lady picking fruit out of the tree on a little stepladder so I didn't think anything of it, it went past, and then when I looked in my wing mirror on the side of the van where she would have been, there was no one there. Now, I have dismissed this myself because it was around 
4am in the morning when this happened. So it could have been that I've just was tired. I've seen, I've imagined it myself because like I said, I do read a lot of ghost stories. So had I done that, I also, um, I might, she might've been there and the mirror might've been catching a different angle of the tree. So she might've been hidden behind the tree from the angle I was looking at. I don't know. I will, I, I'm not claiming I've seen a ghost, but I'm just saying it's a bit strange. (laughs) Um, but yeah, no, this story, back to the story, sorry, again, I keep, I keep going on a tangent about myself. Um, I think if I, what would you do? Like, you, cause you would imagine like, again, she did say she was in a bit of a trance and she was stressed. So is her father right? Did she just sort of imagine it all? I suppose we won't ever know, but it does make a great story. So I'm glad we have that from it anyway. Um, I would be really interested actually to know if that is a genuine fear that people have about seeing things in the mirror of their car. I feel like there's a horror film. Um, now I can't remember which one it's called, but I swear there's that, there's a film and the girl gets in the car, the petrol station. And then there's like, they're like trying to tell her to stop the car. And then when she drives away, she gets killed by someone that was in the back seat. Again, not ghost related, I know, but spooky. And I think that's probably what the fear is. Um, oh, what's that film called? Anyway, I have no idea. It will come to me. If anybody knows the name of the film, let me know. Because <laughs> I can't remember what it is. Um, yeah, so I do have another story that I'm going to share. This is going to be um, another long story, apparently. Um, and I shall start now. I That sounded like a church service, didn't it? Um, anyways, so this is my first paranormal experience and it happened to me in March, 2019. I just want to let you know, I'm reading somebody else's story, not my own. So this isn't, this isn't me. Okay. Um, I still can't believe this happened and spooks me out of thinking about it. I've never had any interest in paranormal science and didn't give it much thought as neither me, my family or friends circle experienced any. I worked in an air ticketing firm in Hyderabad, which was in a bungalow that had various offices distributed across several rooms. Our firm is located in a huge bedroom on the ground floor with six employees and a manager seated at the centre. The workplace was very toxic and our manager, her name is Angela, had senseless rules like not allowing us to eat food on the desk and we're not able to talk to each other. We shouldn't use a mobile phone and one tiny mistake in work will lead to a, a nasty hearing from with words from her. One afternoon, I didn't have much work I was a bit tired and laid my head down on the desk to take a quick 10-minute power nap. Believe me, this will refresh you a lot. And I also have that gift of falling asleep in seconds. (laughs) Me too. I have that gift as well. My head hits the pillow and I am asleep. Anyway, the manager, upon noticing this, yelled at me furiously in front of everyone, calling me a lazy slob and that I didn't have work ethics. Okay, I'm, a, I'm only on the first paragraph of this story, but this this manager sounds like an, a word that I'm not going to use on this podcast. <laughs> right, so long story short, a week later, I was as usual sleepy post my afternoon meal. And since I didn't have the chance to lay on my desk, I thought using the restroom in the living room, I thought of using restroom in the living room. I'm not quite sure that makes sense, but okay. And also to splash water on my face. The restroom is quite huge and when I went in there, I sat on a commode and was doing my business. When the idea dawned upon me, I laid my head on my lap 
while seated on the commode and took a quick power nap. I chuckled over this gross idea and started doing it frequently. I don't, guys, I really don't know why I picked this story because now I'm reading it, I'm thinking, no one wants to read a ghost story about someone sat on a commode, do they? But we've started, we're halfway through, we might as well finish. So I'm going to continue. <laughs> Um, one afternoon on 19th of March 2019, I, as usual, walked to the loo and began my sleeping session on the commode. The bathroom was usually cold, and I thought someone might have kept their office door open, and the AC must be creeping into the loo. I woke up to some noise at the corner of the bathroom. When I rose my head, I saw an old woman in grey Surrey. Surrey. That word is S-A-R-E-E. So I don't know if I said that right, and I don't know what that is. I'm going to assume that it's clothing. Um, giving me disgusted looks and muttering something in a very low voice. I started scolding her to leave the bathroom and that she shouldn't enter when someone's using it. Trust me, I didn't have the tiniest hint that she was inhumane. Instead, I assumed that I didn't lock the bathroom door properly and that she'd entered. She continued muttering and I got up while adjusting my clothes. I said in my native language, Po lekapathy onaki complain chesta. What I've just said there, guys, I do not know. Oh, wait, actually, sorry, it is... I don't know why I said it in that language, because it is converted in brackets next to it. <laughs> Which means, go, or else I'll complain to the owner about you. She immediately faded away, leaving me in shock. I was shivering in distress and immediately fled the bathroom without even checking if I flushed. I immediately informed the manager in a trembling voice about the entity in the bathroom, and as usual, she shouted at me for wasting her time with fibs. My colleagues were also laughing at me, and I was so embarrassed. I convinced myself thinking that I must have dreamt it in my power nap. I worked there for two more months until I got another good opportunity and kept using the bathroom, but stopped my sleeping sessions. I never came across this entity again. On my last day of work, I offered sweet to the watchman of the bungalow and was bidding goodbye. Sorry, what? I offered sweet to the... Okay, we'll just say that's sweets. I casually asked if he ever saw a ghostly old lady in grey, Suri. He gave me an astound look and said that it is the bungalow, bungalow owner's wife who slipped in the bathroom and died in her 60s in the year 2002, post which this building is converted into an office. He sometimes kept seeing her on the balcony or walking around the bungalow at night, but ignored the fact since she never harmed anyone. When I related my bathroom incident... He was utterly surprised, as the entity never appeared during the day. I think she probably got disgusted on my sleeping habit in the bathroom and appeared to nag me. But at least I am glad that I was not dreaming. Okay, so that's a bit of a toilet story for you there, guys. Which, um, again, um, I don't know why I chose that one, to be honest. Because it is a bit strange. Um, and that will teach me for not fully proofreading a story before I start reading it. Um, and also, you had a bit of my... Language translation, trans oh my god, that's me thinking about Transylvania now. Translation, um, where I tried saying, what was it I said? Po lekapothi owner key complaint chester. Which I think is fairly accurate if you've seen what I was reading off the paper. But yes, okay, so that story, what do I think? Um, bit weird. The old lady probably was just annoyed that you were just sleeping in her bathroom all the time she probably just thought i'm in here get out um but yeah nice toilet story there and i think i think that is true now i'm gonna go with a toilet story because i think 
I mean, I don't know why I'm doing this because we'll never actually know if this is true. There's no proof. There's nothing that I'm going to, I'm not going to go and, and search it up and be like, is the commode story true? Because I will never know because it is again off a ghost story website that I found. So I've been rambling on for almost 25 minutes already and I'm hoping to keep these episodes for and uh, half an hour or under because I hope I don't think people are going to want to listen to me banging on for longer than half an hour. So this is honestly this first episode is just a little taster of what to expect. Um, just like I'm just so intrigued by any stories like ghost stories, UFO stories, anything spooky, chilling, creepy, anything Halloweeny. Um, I really do want to try it all and get get the podcast up and running into a, a form where we can share all sorts of stories. Um, if if the stories are going to be a bit longer, then the podcast might have a less amount of stories in it, if that makes sense. But we will see as the weeks go on. Um, so yeah, so with that, this is going to be the end of the first ever episode. I really hope you enjoyed. And like I said, this is just a little taste of what you can expect from the podcast in the future. Um, I also just quickly want to say thank you to everyone who shared their stories with me so far. I have had quite a few in. Um, still, like, I want as many as I can from everyone. Um, if you have any spooky stories, we don't want Tories, we want stories. If you have any spooky stories whatsoever, whether they're short, long, if it was just like, oh, I seen a woman in the lane like I did, or if you've seen something or heard something or anything spooky whatsoever if you know something your mum your nan your gran your uncle your goldfish your friends brothers mum sister whoever you know please get them in contact with me because I am dying to find out all these stories I really would like to share them if you aren't comfortable having your name shared on the uh, podcast I will happily keep you anonymous just let me know when you send the story just make a little note to say please keep this anonymous or if you want me to change the names or you can change the names for me, whatever you'd like to do, please get in contact. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok or Facebook, um, but I'm under just as Morgan Roberts on all of those. So you can find me on any of those or you can get in contact us via email. Um, the email is going to be creepingitrealwithmorgan at gmail.com. Couldn't be simpler. Creepingitrealwithmorgan at gmail.com. So you can send me any spooky stories. You can type them out. If you don't, if it's too long and you don't want to type them out, you can send me a voice note um, or anything. Um, I'll be really, really pleased if you can get me some stories because I love reading them. And like I say, you could I feature you on the podcast. More than likely, all the time your stories will be because obviously as the, the podcast grows, we're hoping to get more in. But at the minute, we're sort of, I will prioritise personal stories over ones I found online so please get in contact with me and let me know anything you have uh, because with your help then I can keep the podcast going strong and yeah I just really look forward to hearing you and I will be back next week with another episode but until then remember to stay spooky and always creep it real is that too cringe if I say that at the end of every episode I feel like I need a punchline so I'm gonna keep it like that Always creep it real, and I will see you next week. I won't see you. I will speak to you. I will tell you stories next week. Bye. <laughs>